Good morning, good morning. So happy to be here with you this morning. What a gift, what a gift. What gift is the morning, what a gift you are, what a gift these great simple teachings are. <clears throat> so simple. I was thinking, such the powerful simplicity is what we all are looking for, but we don't really realize it. Look for complications and all kinds of excitement. But such simplicity in these teachings and bringing such happiness too. Anyway, let me get started. This is Brenda Shoshana um, with our next episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And you can find us on zenwisdomtoday.com. So the episode for today is a little different. It's something that I hope will be very, very relevant for everybody in this day and age, or any day and age. Actually, these are eternal, universal, beginningless, endless time teachings. And the title for today is An End to Sorrow. Oh my God. Now, that might seem very crazy and presumptuous. What do you mean an end to sorrow? How is this even possible? <clears throat> you know, in one of the teachings, which is called the Heart Sutra, and in Zen, a sutra is, is another word for a teaching, a, a teaching by the Buddha, uh, or one of the living Buddhas. There have been many Buddhas, the original Buddha, and on and on. And of course, the word Buddha means awake, an awakened one or one who is open. I like that a little better. Because we, when we put words on it, we begin to develop all kinds of ideals and notions and fantasies. Oh, an awakened one. So <laughs> certainly we have all moments of awakening, moments of confusion, moments of sleepiness. That's a whole different discussion, and we'll get into it another time. I want to stay with this beautiful topic today, and end to sorrow. So in one of the teachings, um, the Buddha said, this is the end to all suffering. This practice brings the end to all suffering, is what he was saying. And then he added an interesting comment, this is the truth and not a lie. <laughs> I was always, always extremely struck <laughs> by that statement because it seemed kind of preposterous but it was very quickly followed with this is right. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and naturally, we look for the truth. <clears throat> we want promises that can be fulfilled, not empty promises. Promises that will just lead us further into more and more disappointment. So many promises do that. You know, go here, taste this, buy that, and you'll get this or that. And we try it and... Maybe the promise is fulfilled briefly, but then it disappears. So this promise is, this is the truth and not a lie. Let's explore this. What can this mean? Is it possible to experience an end to suffering or an end to sorrow? That's a huge question because most of us can't even imagine that this is possible. But, but before we really get into it, we have to look more deeply at what are the true causes of sorrow and suffering. And that's what we'll try to begin to do a little bit today. And in fact, that is what all of the Zen teachings really are aimed at. 
and that they all do explore it, explore it, explore it, all from a little different vantage point. But it seems that's that we practice. Now, of course, naturally, we all wish to be happy, naturally. Nothing wrong with that. It's natural. In fact, we plan our whole lives around it. How am I going to live a happy life, and how will my family be happy, and my friends, and those I love, and maybe even those I don't love? (laughs) Anyway, we choose our friends, our vocations, our activities, our homes, everything, the community we, we live with, all so that it will make me happy. That's the goal. We also do wish, of course, for the happiness of others. And, and naturally, this is all good. Nothing wrong with this at all. Because being happy inspires us. It allows us to live more fully and, it, and to enjoy our very, very precious lives. Inevitably, however, happy moments come, happy days come, happy months come, and then they go. This is inevitable. Then they they come again. (laughs) Then they go again. Despite all our efforts, what slips through our fingers time and again. Loss, disappointment, failure, disturbance, they all arise and must arise in the course of our lives. Perhaps that's because we have slightly distorted idea of what happiness really is. Anyway, our first reaction is to fight disturbing moments. We want to change them. We want to protect ourselves from them as best we can, of course. No one wants to face difficult times, nobody, or the loss of that which they hold dear, whether it be a person, a home, a job, a physical condition. We don't want that. We don't want that. And yet, and yet, conditions change. And despite our best efforts, moments of all kinds appear and disappear. This is a very huge statement, although it's, again, powerful simplicity, so simple. Moments of all kinds must appear and disappear. At one moment we can be incredibly happy, and at another moment we're drenched in sorrow. So this promise that we have here, this practice, this teaching, provides an end to sorrow. Let's look at it more deeply, because how is that really possible? And as I said a little earlier, this teaching asks us to look more deeply into the very nature of sorrow and suffering. Suffering includes struggle, resistance, anger, shame, outrage, offended, I'm outraged, I'm offended, I'm hurt, I'm upset. And when we suffer, we usually blame whatever it is that we think is causing our suffering for the sorrow. Something else is causing it. We always believe that. And if certain conditions, like maybe the loss of a loved one, cannot be altered no matter how much we try, then how can we end suffering? How is it possible? Of course, this is a deep koan, which as I have said in other episodes, that is an inscrutable question of Zen that we live with and sit with and practice with, And we then answer it in a brand new way. 
So when we work with this koan, how is it possible to end suffering? <clears throat> the first step that we see is that we are being urged to receive sorrow or suffering in a completely different way. Rather than hate it, hide from it, blame it, or try to change it, we simply allow our sorrow and the conditions that seem to cause it to be. In a sense, when we're sitting, when we're doing zazen, we are in a process of deep allowing. We allow the breath to be the breath. We allow whatever arises to arise. We allow whatever leaves to leave. We accept it all deeply and do not run away. <clears throat> Rather than running away, we feel it fully and we stop resisting what is given to us in any way at all. And then a strange thing happens. Rather than suffer from our sorrow, the sorrow itself transforms into something else by itself, all by itself. Not up to us. It ha it's a natural inevitable activity. <clears throat> we find suddenly that we're filled with a deeper knowingness about life, maybe a greater understanding of the nature of happiness, of real love, of compassion. And as we continually practice this, a strength arises that we truly never knew we had. We never knew it. Where does it come from? What is it? Who knows? We also begin to discover that it is not the sorrow that has been so painful, but our resistance to it. That's a very important statement. Very, very, very. It's our resistance to what is happening that is causing the upset. It's our insistence that life bring only happy moments, moments of pleasure and contentment. There's an unconscious insistence <laughs> make us happy, make us feel pleasure, make us feel full when we're hungry and rested when we're tired. We want that. We expect that. We demand that. And yet that is not the way things always go. But as we learn to welcome everything, the disappointments, the pain, the upset, as we just welcome it and be with it. This is not passive, by the way. Many people say, oh, you're passive, you're just giving in. No, 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 no. Actually, it's one of the strongest actions you can take. And as we take it, we discover a much deeper contentment will arise. Now, that this is not to say we don't do something when it's actually needed, but then when we are in this condition, our actions are appropriate to the moment, they're effective, and they're not arising out of hurt, anger, rage, or despair. They come from a different source, and they have a different effect. And I'll talk all about that in another podcast. But right now, we're focusing on fully tasting each moment that is presented not fighting it off, blaming it, or hating what is happening. Taste and see that life is good. That's another, a teaching in another tradition. 
taste and see that life is good. Even the sorrow is good. Be with it. Taste it. Don't push it away. Don't pretend it's not happening. When you pretend it's not happening, you're pretending your life isn't happening. You're living a false pretentious or pretend life. And that is never satisfying. It can't be. It isn't. So, actually, to be with each moment is the end of sorrow. And it is the truth and not a lie. It's the end of sorrow as we know it. Because as we know it, we don't even know sorrow. We just know our fighting it and our hating it. This very simple teaching actually has immense power and it has the power to totally transform your life. You yourself can watch sorrow turn into happiness, but it's a happiness, a deeper happiness, a happiness of a brand new kind. So in order to, you know, I like to give a little exercise at the end of each episode so you can take these words and these just ideas at the moment and actualize them and make them real in your life. So let's do a little exercise. And I would ask you to take a moment and look at something you are suffering with that is causing sorrow <clears throat> or pain of any kind. And then also look at what you're doing. What are you doing to handle this situation? Are you trying to change it? Are you staying busy? Are you focusing on something else? Are you blaming yourself for this situation? Are you blaming someone else? Just notice, notice, notice. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's normal. We do it. But it's also useful to try something else. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. So for now, just completely accept this situation. Just for now, just for a moment. And accept anything you might be feeling about it. Completely let go of resisting it. Just on the shore. Let it come. Let it subside. Let it melt into the sand. And accept everything you might be feeling about it as well. Another wave. These are just waves. Waves coming and subsiding. Now take a moment to look at the situation again. Has it changed? <laughs> Have your feelings about it changed? Do this as many times as you would like to. Try the incredible simplicity of just being with the flow of these waves not swimming against the current today. Just the flow. The flow of your life. And within that flow, hidden inside a tremendous, unflinchable happiness appears. today and listening and I enjoy so much the opportunity to share with you it's wonderful and I also love hearing from you please keep sending your comments and emails to topspeaker at yahoo.com I would love that I also want to welcome you and let you know that I mentioned it last time on September 5th Wednesday night we're going to have an introductory 
workshop from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Jewish Institute or Center for Applied Science, 109 East 39th, and it is going to be really about the still small voice within. Will be It's a, a connection, a combination between Zen, the principles and practice of Zen and of Judaism, and to present a living, healing, unifying practice that reaches all and brings light and love into everyone's life. You're very welcome to join us. Uh, if you would like to register or let me know you're coming, just send me an email at topspeaker at yahoo.com. No one will be turned away, There's, and you're very, very welcome to join us. And I look forward also to seeing you next week and to continuing our wonderful exploration together of the principles and practice of Zen and how we can turn it into Zen wisdom for your everyday life. Thank you. This is Brenda Shoshana, and go to zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you.